Welcome to the Revenue Marketing Report powered by Caliber Mind. This is the podcast for B2B marketers looking to uplevel their skills to succeed in leadership. I'm your host, Kamala Thompson, and today I am joined by Dan Frawley. Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Kamala. Yeah, thank you. The short story, I had a kind of a, a, a triple career. I was in the Navy in the first third. Did the Top Gun thing before Tom Cruise did. And then I I transitioned into business school up to Boston. I was a CEO for founders. I was not a founder type. I was kind of a scaler. And so I had the right skills for the scaler. And I just got the chance to work with these tremendous entrepreneurs and companies. And I'm sure in our conversation, I'll use a lot of examples because it was 25 years of of just wild and uh, across three companies and managed to have all kinds of fun, work with some really great people, talented people, a lot of good sales and marketing people. And then I ended up after CEB slash Gartner bought my company, I started a venture company within corporate executive board. And then uh, corporate executive board was acquired by the company that acquired my first company, which was Gartner. And so we had to spin it out. And long story short, that gave me a chance to start a uh, name Falmouth Ventures, which was the internally started venture group within CEB. And that's what uh, I currently do myself and one other individual. Dan, welcome back. I'm excited to dig in today's topic. What skills is your marketing team missing today? And I think I want to clarify first that we may not be talking about full-time marketers. We might be talking about fractional marketers, but just would love your insight at different stages, what skill sets you see missing. One of the biggest problems I see, Kamala, is that sometimes particularly in early stage companies, there's a mismatch between what they need and what they hire. In fairness to the marketer, okay, and to the company, right? Sometimes they may overshoot. Most of the times they undershoot where the CEO is left really in the chief marketing role, okay? And then he's hiring uh, maybe people that are less experienced, more junior, and they're in execution role. And it's difficult. Let's be really clear. It's difficult. As you're doing this, trying to hire into that is very tricky. I'd rather have some overshoot it and be clear with the person hiring that they could help lift us, you know, lift us to that growth that they're used to, maybe a, a, a bigger size company. It's just a very tricky uh, balancing act. I find very few companies often get that right. I find use of consultants or independent contractors sometimes can be very valuable that way because they're very clear. Uh, the, the expectations are just much clearer, okay? Then bringing somebody into a fuzzy situation where you're like, well, you just brought somebody with two years of marketing experience. You want them to be your CMO. You didn't say that, but that's really what you want. You and I talked to the CEO, founder, CEO, like that's not going to work. <laughs> Someone's going to be disappointed and probably will be both of you, yeah. right? Ultimately. So yeah. I think getting the getting the right fit at the right stage, obviously the number of tools is increasing. Again, I don't want to overdo the A. The A thing we'll talk about is very powerful, has lots of possibilities, but I also see lots of tools. You know, we've invested in a number, number of them. One that I, uh, I mentioned earlier, it sold earlier, and it just did nothing but improve the demonstration. One of the things that Gartner said, and CEB mentioned it later, I think, was that technology is getting increasingly complicated to the point where the sales and marketing teams don't understand or can't don't fully understand it, and therefore can't clearly communicate it to the buyers, a la marketing, right? Yeah. That defines a marketing problem right there, right? When in fact, one of the smartest guys I know, is, you know, said, when you're selling, I want you to, this talking to the salespeople and to the marketers, say, I want you to market and sell as if the people receiving your communication, verbally or otherwise, have the C, their CEO on their shoulder, mm -hmm. okay? Their CEO on their shoulder. And that forces you to have to articulate what another smart guy said to me, listen, 
when you sell to a company, the only three things the CEO of, a com of the company cares about is growing sales, reducing expenses, or efficiency. Okay, <laughs> that's the language of a CEO. So if you're going to sell into them, then you need to speak that language in a way that is translated appropriately for the person that you're marketing to. Okay, but remember, never forget that the CEO of that company you're selling to is sitting right on the shoulder or at the table with the person you're selling to. And I thought that was a wonderful tool to help me understand about how to think about marketing in the in the present age, right? Uh, probably always, but certainly in the present age is AI with the ability to protect trans massive amounts of data. And we all know it's not there, Camilla. You go to your typical large company, you know, whether it's electric or phone or whatever, and you say, you got a problem. And, you know, everybody's trained to get the word agent really quick <laughs> because the AI never works. <laughs> yes. It, it, I, I don't understand. Say again, please. Could you phrase that differently? You spend three minutes, five minutes, you're like, agent. Okay. That tells you the state of AI, right? <laughs> How many different ways can I say human being? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Agent. Oh, gosh. I suspect that's a good segue into what you do or don't see in the boardroom with early stage uh, companies with marketers. Um, and you mentioned the three things the CEO and board care about, but mm -hmm. wondering your perspective there. 13% of buyers agree the seller is relevant. Let's start with that one. Okay, 13% <laughs> is relevant. 25% of sellers understand my role as the buyer. This is now this is the buyer's language. Okay, there's some really awesome books been written. I, I had the good fortune to be at CB with a guy named Matt Dixon and Ted McKenna, two really smart guys in the area of B2B sales and marketing. And they wrote a couple of books. You probably know of them, Campbell. You know, one was the Effortless Experience, uh, the Challenger Sale, uh, the Jolt Effect is the I think the most recent one they wrote. Matt and Ted, great, great folks, really smart guys, very committed. Matt ran the sales and marketing practice to CEB. So they had talked to thousands of B2B customers all the time about this stuff. It was fascinating. But uh, it's a pretty sad state, specifically in terms of the buyer's perception of do the seller a 1% open rate on emails. I mean, that's gross. Thir and by the way, along with that, let's add in 30% of the purchasing teams are growing. So the size of the team you're talking to is growing. And one thing I always I always love to hear from a marketer that walks in my door is he doesn't talk about the, the buyer in a one-dimensional uniperson. It's not, okay? It's, 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 a, it's a multiple of people. And one of the companies without naming it that we, we invested in was it fascinated me on this topic. And they, by the way, they just had a phenomenal exit after just killing it for five years. They changed, they went after that problem. And I see a bunch of companies attacking that problem about, the buyer, it's just too complicated for the buyer to understand. And then when you add to that, well, you've got the finance part of the buyer, you got the marketing part of the buyer, you got this part, you got seven different people in the buying process, you know, on all different levels. And you're trying to communicate to each of them based on, well, this guy only cares about how much you're going to cost, right? And the other, and the other person cares about, tell me what it's going to do for me, how it's going to make my job easier. Okay. And then the, and I think they said in the jolt effect really, really clearly, it isn't about exceed succeeding that most buyers are worried about, they're more, most concerned about not failing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Just don't fail if I buy this from you, right? So I think having a very good, uh, I think the perspective that I'm talking about is well-read, knowledgeable about the macro helps you with the micro marketing, mm -hmm. okay? And there's some wonderful works out there and things that have been written and podcasts like your like your own that are 
helping people trying to understand that marketing is changing. I mean, marketing and sales is changing. In many ways, the basic process is not, but the tools and techniques and methods are. And that's the part you have to be on top of. And right. when I interview, and I know when board members interview, they want to make sure these, these marketers that are interviewing or coming to the table are on top of this, both from a macro, micro, as well as some of the processes and tools that are changing. Your stats are spot on. I think our buyers are up to 14 people on the buyer committee now. Forrester mm. last came out with, that makes sense to me. It's so interesting to me, as you know, as well as I do, that marketing is typically invested in later on. A lot of priority is put on sales. But as you mentioned, that 1% open rate is tied to cold prospecting around email. And I've even seen it lower than that. I guess my question here is, do you think who is getting involved with the buyer at which point is changing? So is is marketing involved for a pretty good pace before sales even talks to anybody? We've seen data that supports that. I think that's a really good question. And I think that's a really important point, which is what I see is it's changing. Okay. This is where I told you my millennial son works in the business for me, right? And he has friends that have started businesses and things. It's shifting. When I was a young CEO starting up, I didn't hire a marketer until there was like right. 20 people into the company. I hired salespeople and I did everything I could. And there's a whole conversation podcast on de-risking sales hiring. But um, I did everything I could as I learned to de-risk those people that I brought in. Okay. I learned there were different people that were good at early stage company product selling versus later stage. There was a whole, like any profession, there's a lot of elements to it. But what's shifting is I see a day now where I don't think you'll need salespeople. <laughs> I, don't, I, I think that's a long way off, but I see the, the, the growth and the strength and the role, the rise of the marketer. Yeah. Okay. Because of exactly some of the techniques and the promise of those techniques that are happening. So what that means for me is I see companies hiring marketers sooner in the process, often they're hiring right out of the gate. I often used to rely on the salespeople. He really did. They did marketing as well as selling. I have a number in my head. They had typically did 25 to 35% of their time prospecting. Yeah. Okay. And at least. At least. Right. And there are some salespeople that are excellent marketers. Yeah. You may not call them that. And by that, I mean, they have tremendous customer and product understanding. They speak, remember I said they speak to the buyer and the buyer says, this person gets me, okay? Buyers, they wanna buy from people they trust and they like, okay? And the best salespeople had that ability to earn that trust. And that, you know, earning that trust didn't come from cranking up 5 million email campaigns, entering stuff into salesforce.com all day, okay? <laughs> they worked at understanding the buyer, let's call it the buying unit, as you and I just agreed, it's no longer one person, okay? The buying unit. All the various roles, concerns, okay, problems, challenges, uh, competitive dynamics, okay, and so that they understood that buyer really, really, really well, okay. Not unlike, frankly, dating to getting married, okay. Right. You understand that person. Does that person believe you? Do they trust you? Do you show that? Do you work at it, right? So that's that hasn't changed, but I do see this shift from marketing starting to rise in B2B SaaS that I used to be very sales centric. Yes. And now I see it shifting. Yes. And I think it's going to require a change in behavior and skill sets on the marketing side as well as the way buyers okay. want. So what I'm hearing from you is 
some good advice to marketers would be prioritize spending time with your buyer. Mm -hmm. You can't be in a silo anymore. You can't just crank out emails and not understand the buyer committee. Mm -hmm. You need to get more familiar with that any way you can. Absolutely. And I think the buyers are going to be, the, the marketers are going to be challenged to begin to continue to develop the left side of their brain, as well as many of them historically have had such a tremendous right side of the brain, right? The creativity and the passion and the, and the, and the, the equation. Okay. But now the amount of data and the amount of, of quantitative tools available, it's going to challenge both sides of the marketer's brain. Yeah. And I think there are people out there who are happy to do both. And I think there are some who have been told they're creative and not good at math for too long and need to start challenging themselves in that perception. I, mm -hmm. I think repetition is the key to success there. Mm -hmm. Dan, thank you so much. Great segue to tomorrow's topic, which is why longevity isn't a thing in B2B go-to-market management. Where can people find you to network? I'm on LinkedIn and active on it, so no problem there. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to the Revenue Marketing Report. Please tell two friends, subscribe, download, whatever you can helps. And for those of you looking for more great content like this, check out caliberbind.com.